Good morning, everybody. You're all very quiet. I expected at least something back there. It's great to see each of you gathered in, and it's great to see such a good crowd. It's made me even more nervous. But um, we thank you for taking the time to come out this morning and to support the Sunday School. Um, the boys and girls have a great programme for you all to enjoy today, and I'm sure you're really going to enjoy it. It's hard to believe that another year in Sunday School has gone past, and we have had a tremendous time with the children over the last year. I know the teachers and myself um, have been blessed in seeing how the kids react to hearing God's word uh, through the many Bible stories that they've heard throughout the year. Uh, nearly all the kids are happy to engage in some way and at sometimes ask very difficult questions. Um, this year, we're doing quite a few more live pieces, which is more nerve-wracking for the children and also for the teachers. Um, the choir will be singing two pieces, There'll be two Bible readings, two piano recitals, a poem, a trio, and a young man reciting Psalm 23. And I can assure you, he has no words. And I wonder how many of us here would have the nerve to do that. I know I wouldn't. Um, We'll also be showing a short video presentation of what some of the children have done in their own homes. This will again have the collection of photographs of the children and teachers Spelling out the words of Matthew 1, verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And this year, God certainly has been with us in the Sunday school. This is his work. This is the Lord's work. And it's a privilege for myself and the teachers to be involved in it. And we give him all the glory for what has been done this year. And we pray, pray that the Lord will continue to bless all the children that attended. Um, in the Sunday school, the teachers strive through our curriculum and their own individual testimonies to show the children the love that the Lord God has for each one of them. And that love is so evident at this time of the year when we think of how our Lord sent his only son to be born in a humble manger. It's nice to see a newborn baby and the joy they bring. But when you think that the Lord sent him knowing that he would one day die on the cross at Calvary for our sins, what love that is. Maybe you're here today, you're here this morning, and you feel it's nice for the children to hear about God's love, but it doesn't really apply to you. Maybe you're here this morning and you're so caught up with the stresses of life, and there's plenty of stresses in life, and you feel you have no time for the Savior. Well, the children are going to come and sing to us very shortly. And one of the pieces they're going to sing is called Joy to the World. It's a well-known Christmas carol. And the first verse reads, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven nature sing. And it's the third line of that verse that's very important. Let every heart prepare him room. And you know, that's what the Lord asks of each one of us. That we will let him into our hearts as Lord and Saviour. It's so simple. And what a Christmas gift that would be for you if you received the Lord as your Savior and let him into your heart today. Well, that's our prayer within the Sunday School, that if you haven't already, that you will let him into your heart this this morning. Now, I know you didn't all come to hear me, um, to listen to me waffling on, so I'm going to sit down very soon and let you enjoy the program. But before I do, I want to thank all the parents uh, for sending their kids to the and supporting the Sunday School over the year. Thank you all for supporting the Christmas hamper appeal 
for our elderly congregation. That is very much appreciated. Thank you, parents, for that. Also to the teachers, I want to thank them all for the effort they put in. We couldn't do it without your help. I really appreciate it, and I pray that the Lord will continue to bless each one of you in the service that you do for him. Also to Elizabeth and Patricia for helping with the musical items, and also for Jordan and Ethan Kenny for putting together the short video presentation that you'll see as well. Okay, that's me finished. So first to take part this morning is Oliver, and he's going to do a reading. And then after that, the choir will sing, and then the program will just follow one after that. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. This reading is from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 32. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin exposed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favoured, the Lord is come with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son that shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord come, God shall... Give unto him the throne of his father David.
23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thou rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Then anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 11 to 18. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, and the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. The 
true Christmas spirit, a long time ago down Bethlehem way, a star shone in the bright sky as bright as the day. The shepherds were watching their flocks with care when a host of angels appeared in the air, proclaiming the Son of God had been born to deliver our souls on that cold Christmas morn. You will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger while the cattle lows. A few short decades later he died on a cross. Without his sacrifice we would all be lost. So as you're running around buying gifts and treats to have a big party when your family meets, Stop and remember why we celebrate this day. It's not about gifts and foods and games to play. The gift of love is what Jesus gave and salvation the day he arose from the grave.
morning and welcome to your Sunday School Christmas Family Service. Some of our Sunday School have prepared readings, poems and songs in their own home. We hope you all enjoy what we've prepared. Thank you. The greatest gift of all. The greatest gift given long ago wasn't wrapped in paper or tied with a bow. God's only Son from heaven above given to us straight from his love. Lest we forget, please hold on tight to the great truth brought on that night. His gift for love for all to receive, the gift of salvation to those who believe.
Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. I want to thank all of the boys and girls this morning for taking part. Uh, they have done tremendously well, and we're grateful to the Lord for that. I want to thank our brother Mark and the whole of the Sabbath school, all of the teachers and all of the team that have worked so hard to bring that program together this morning. And we do thank you sincerely in the Saviour's great name. As we take our seats together, I just want to bring a short story here at the close of our service this morning. And the story 
I hope it has an interest to the boys and girls because it speaks to us about something that I think we all enjoy. Not maybe just at Christmas, but of course right throughout the year. And in speaking today on the Helen Cadbury story, and when you think of her name Cadbury, well, of course, that reminds us of what we all enjoy, and that's the chocolates. Now, whenever I did this story years and years ago, I think it was about 12 years ago, it cost me a fortune to tell the story because I had to get all the chocolates. But today, with the technology, just have the pictures, and that's much better. And so, I don't know what your favorite chocolate would be, but whenever you can see the screen, whether it's the selection box or the dairy milk chocolate bar or the selection that's there of roses and heroes and so forth, but mine, my favorite, well, it's the fruit and nut. I enjoy the Cadbury's fruit and nut, and I normally get one of the really big bars over the Christmas time. But maybe you like the box of milk tray, the Cadbury's milk tray, and you might have a favorite chocolate out of the box of Cadbury's milk tray. Well, whenever you think about Cadbury's, the chocolate factory, do you know the very first product that Cadbury's came up with was a man by the name of John Cadbury, and he owned a little shop in Birmingham in a place called Bull Street, and he sold things like tea and coffee. He was a tea dealer, but he decided that he would come up with another type of drink, and so he was the man who started drinking chocolate. That was the very first Cadbury's product. And you might not be able to see it, but at the bottom of that tin, it says established in 1824. And so Cadbury's drinking chocolate goes away back to 1824. And John Cadbury was a Christian. And the reason he started this drinking chocolate is because he was so saddened when he saw people drinking alcohol. And he saw the sad effects of that. He saw hearts being broken. He saw homes being broken. He saw families being ruined. And he wanted to come up with an alternative drink an alternative drink to alcohol, and so he produced drinking chocolate, Cadbury's drinking chocolate, and he started to sell it there in Birmingham. And the business started to, to do very well, although John Cadbury, he didn't enjoy good health, and eventually he passed the business to his two sons. There was Richard and George Cadbury, and they moved the business to a place called Bourneville. And they had the home there. And they had the large factory there at Bourneville. Now, when you think of Bourneville, you might think about the bar of Bourneville. But that's where it gets its name from. It was the place where their factory was, the place called Bourneville. And whenever they produced here the classic 
dark chocolate, well, they decided to call it after that place, and they called it Bourneville. Now, Richard Cadbury, he had a little girl, a little girl called Helen. And it's really Helen that I want to speak to you about. Helen was just a little girl, just like you girls in the Sunday school. And Richard and his daughter, well, they would have attended gospel meetings. And they, she would have been to Sunday school. And it's whenever she was just 12 years of age that she asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be her saviour. Young Helen Cadbury, just at 12 years old, she got saved. And she had a real love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And whenever she was going to school, do you know what she wanted to do? She wanted to take her little New Testament with her to school. Because she loved to read the Word of God. And she loved to read the Word of God with her friends in school just 12 years of age. And whenever she was out playing in the playground, she always wanted to have her little New Testament with her and her friends that wanted a New Testament as well. Well, her father, Richard, he paid for them and he supplied the New Testaments. And Helen and her friends decided they would do something, that they would sew a pocket into their dress and in the pocket that they sewed on their dress, they would put the New Testament into the pocket. And that gave them an idea that they started what was called then the Pocket Testament League. And any of her friends who also got saved and asked the Lord Jesus Christ into their hearts, they got the New Testament and they joined the Pocket Testament League and they decided that everywhere they would go, they would carry the Word of God with them. And so they started what was known as the Pocket Testament League and they decided that they were going to read God's word every day. They wanted to share the word of God with those around them. And they did share the gospel. And Richard Cadbury, her father, well, he supplied whoever wanted one with those New Testaments. Now, the Cadbury factory was still doing very well. And the family moved then out to the country to a place called Mosley Hall and it was a very grand place and there at that place they would have had various meetings for the word of God to be preached. They would have had Sunday schools and there were women's meetings, there were gospel missions and if there was a gospel mission in the area they would have supported the gospel mission and at that time there was a very famous evangelist called Reuben Torrey. He was an American evangelist. And Reuben Torrey was coming over to England to preach a gospel campaign. And Richard and his daughter, and they decided they were going to support that gospel campaign. And they went along. Now, she was an older girl by this time. And whenever she was attending the gospel mission, well, Reuben Torrey had brought with him a song leader. 
someone who would lead the songs in the gospel mission, and his name was Charles Alexander. Some of you older ones today may be familiar with the Alexander hymn book. You remember that little red hymn book? And that's the hymn book that was produced by Charles Alexander, and he was the song leader for uh, those Tory gospel evangelistic campaigns, and they produced that hymn book. And of course, at every one of the meetings, they would have sang the glory song. That was Charles Alexander. Well, Charles met Helen at the gospel mission. It's a lovely story. The two of them fell in love and eventually they got married. Charles Alexander, who was the preacher of the gospel and the song leader at the gospel missions, he met and he married Helen Cadbury. And Helen Cadbury went with him and toured around many countries around the world and they were seeking to spread the gospel. And one evening when they were chatting, Reuben Torrey, he was wondering, how could we reach more people? How could we reach more people with the message of the gospel to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ? As he talked with Helen, well, she said, if only we could get people to read the book for themselves, it will surely lead them to Christ If we could get them to read the word of God, the word of God will lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Helen remembered. She remembered a way back to her childhood, to that time when she first got saved and they started the Pocket Testament League. And she told her husband Charles about that and he was fascinated with that. And he said, that's a great idea. We need to relaunch the Pocket Testament League. And for as many people as will receive a copy of the New Testament, we'll supply them. And so they relaunched the Pocket Testament League. And they began to distribute God's word just in little New Testaments like the one that I have in my hand You see, in 1914, that seems a very long time ago, but in 1914, the Pocket Testament League opened up an office in London. And there were troops, of course, at that time because the First World War was just beginning. And they thought, my, all of these young men, all of these troops and soldiers going off to the front line, if only we could give them a New Testament. And you know, they began to distribute those New Testaments to the soldiers. And 400,000 soldiers going into the First World War, they had a pocket New Testament, took it with them. And no doubt many would have read the Word of God, the Scriptures of Truth, and many of them would have come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the testaments went out, not only across Britain and America, but those testaments went out into Africa. They went to Eastern Europe. And when it came to the Second World War and the victory over Japan, they ordered, listen, 10 million, 
10 million copies of the New Testament for Japan. And there was one man in Japan. All of those New Testaments were being distributed. There was one man, and he was a captain in the Japanese Air Force, Captain Fushida. And he had led the attack in 1941 on Pearl Harbor. He was a Japanese pilot and he led the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941. Well, Captain Fushida, he got a copy of the scriptures and he started to read the word of God. And the word of God led him to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that Japanese air pilot got gloriously saved. Do you know what he did? He joined the pocket Testament League and he became a preacher of the gospel and he went around preaching the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know that all started out with a little girl a little girl getting saved at 12 years of age giving her heart and life to the Lord and through that service and through that burden for souls countless numbers were reached and won for the Lord Jesus Christ and there is a little picture of Captain Fushida and he's actually there preaching the gospel you can't see it but in his other hand he has a copy of the scriptures Helen Cadbury. You remember that name? And whenever you're eating all of those chocolates over the Christmas time, you remember the Helen Cadbury story. And you can share it with others, maybe members in your family. And when you get the chocolates out, you tell the story about Helen Cadbury and the Pocket Testament League. You know, she lived until she was 92 years of age and she just passed away in 1969 and that's within my lifetime so it wasn't now too long ago and on her gravestone there's the text of scripture Romans chapter 1 and the verse 16 it says for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And that surely sums up the life of Helen Cadbury. She was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And she wanted to spread that gospel. And many precious souls were saved through the Pocket Testament League. Now this little New Testament that I've been holding up in my hand, that's actually one of them a pocket testament league Bible. And in the front of it, it says pocket testament league and it names the individual that this was presented to and it was a special prize in Batir Mission Hall Sunday School in December 1944. Right back to 1944. And it says in the front, I hereby accept membership in the Pocket Testament League by making it the habit of my life to read a portion of the Bible each day. And so there was a pledge. When you got the Pocket New Testament, you were pledging to read a portion of the Bible every day. 
Boys and girls, young people, older people, that's a good pledge before the Lord. I'm going to read a portion of scripture every day. And in the back of the pocket testament, it says, my decision, believing that the Lord Jesus Christ has died for me, I now accept him as my saviour. I ask him to blot out all my sins. I will acknowledge him before others and I trust him day by day. And the name of the individual is written into this pocket testament. And just last night, I was at a meeting and I met his brother. And I said, are you related to this man? And I named him and he said, that's my brother. I said, could you tell me, is he still alive? I said, he's still alive and he's over 90. I said, well, I have his pocket testament. I don't know how I got this, but I have his pocket testament. And can I ask you, is he saved? And is he still going on with the Lord? And he said, he is. And so there's a man, way back when he was at Sunday school, He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his saviour and now he's over 90 and he's still rejoicing in the Lord. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank you for listening today to the story and we're just going to close now.